Hey, Justin. What's up? How much? How are you? Uh, you know, I'm good. Cool. Had had the day off and uh, had to go to a doctor's appointment this morning. Ended up leaving an hour early, only to get there forty minutes late. Traffic. <laughs> oh, oh, I yeah. saw the guys. I saw that picture you put in the chat this morning. Yeah. Um. Apparently, on uh, ninety-five South, uh, right, like basically in the main hub of Providence, um, there was a tractor trailer that jackknifed and. I guess caught like five other cars in the accident or something. And then it basically blocked up uh, the entire highway. So they were diverting everybody off of the highway and into Providence. So I had to get off earlier to avoid all of that. And I tried going around and ended up getting stuck in more traffic. So yeah. Fun times, fun times. (laughs) I see somebody here. Hey, what's up? Hello. Hello. Okay. Okay. So we're still waiting for Brent, I guess. Maybe he's not back from the toilet. (laughs) 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 So how are we all doing this evening? Morning. Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess for you it is pretty early, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, how are you? Oh, you know, it's it's Wednesday. I'm, I'm excited that we're almost to Friday. <laughs> yeah, cool. What is this thing called Friday? Yeah, you work retail. It doesn't really work that way, does it? <laughs> nope. Hmm. Not at all. Yeah. Okay, we'll give Brent a minute then. Um, yeah, he's got to he's got to wiggle it a little more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was um, I uh, I watched this on Sunday just to uh, I'd only seen it like twice, and we'll we'll get into um, I did some back research on the actual book because I haven't read the book in like thirty five years, and we'll find out that my entire premise for my argument on this pod is not complete bullshit but pretty close unfortunately um so we might as well do the intros and stuff and he'll wander in oh hopefully is he locked out okay um yeah i had the same thing that he's having yeah It eventually let you in, right? Yeah, I I closed it up and opened it up again. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's the thing that that's the thing that pops up all the time when I uh, when I hit the link. But with me, what happens is when I hit the link that you send in the chat, it brings it to like uh, Messenger's um, browser on my phone, mm-hmm. and then I end up just going and opening it in uh, Anchor. So that's right, because I'm doing it on my oh, phone. Oh yeah, that's on the phone. Yeah, right. And when he has arrived, I'm on my computer. So he has mm. arrived. Welcome, Brent. Hi. <laughs> okay, we're gonna. Yes, we'll get you, y- yes you are. 
Yes. <laughs> and what makes it worse is I'm half boomer, so I'm a high boomer in technology. Just does not want to cooperate. <laughs> okay, boomer. Says the oldest one here. Uh, okay. Uh, welcome to the B Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Tonight I am joined by. Let's just go down the list. Justin Ayot. What's happening? Brent Perry. Bomber. I hardly know her. <laughs> Milos. Hello, hello, hello. And Sarah Busold. Hello, Bilbro Swaggins here. <laughs> nice. Uh, we are returning to Middle Earth tonight, gentlemen and lady, for uh, The Hobbit Part 2, The Desolation of Smaug. Uh, I the guess Desolation of Smaug. Technically, Smog, that's, uh, that's what Brent's home's like now, right? Well, smog everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Brent, I know you had, had something you wanted me to ask Milos or Boris. You might as well throw it in here. What's that? Oh, you don't remember you that? Remember? From like a week ago? Oh, I guess you don't. Yeah. A week ago. <laughs> See, a week ago was a problem because it goes, I don't have it in my short term. It hasn't quite switched over to long term yet. So it's just this blank space where I'm like, what the you fuck happened to- last week? You wanted me to ask them if they had uh, room for. Oh, yeah, yeah, you guys. Either of you guys need a roommate, right? <laughs> you need a roommate. Yeah. What for? Canada just, just getting that bad. Oh yeah, we can we can use you. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> cool, cool. I got a couch for you. Rough <laughs> record. Like weed's <laughs> legal though, but you know it, it's obtainable. Well, I mean, yeah. It's better than some of the things that are getting to be illegal here in my country right now. So. Oh, yeah, I know. It's messed up there, man. Oh, yeah. It's... The world is real fun right now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So we'll exit out of the political corner that we almost never go in. Yeah, well, uh... We try to stay away from it, but... Right. Um, the, only, so... the, only thing, the only thing that gets more hotly debated than politics is my Batman ratings. No wonder. <laughs> I don't understand how I just don't understand how a fucking Your movie that movie version of Batman is Justice League Batman, and it's like, um, yep. even with the logic I, I you give, don't... it's like oh, I don't get it, man. I just don't understand how your 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 favorite Batman movie is a movie that he's barely it, in. Okay, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not my favorite Batman it's movie. Favorite. Live action. It's my favorite live action movie that has Batman in it. Fair okay. So All Batman right. is in Justice League, so technically it's on the list of Batman movies. So so basically but, you're ranking yeah. that number one on the Jar Jar Binks factor, where it's like he's hardly in it, so he doesn't have time to ruin it. <laughs> I guess he's, so. in the, he's in the longer one to a reasonable extent, but I'm guessing you haven't seen that one. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Nah, if if no, nah, for those who are listening, I'm talking about Justice League, not the Snyder Cut. Oh, you have to do that pod on that one. What him on the Snyder Cut? I want to do on that. The Batman parts alone, it'd be so great. <laughs> I want to have him watch that just to do that now. Yeah, um, dude. Hey, Snyder Cut was my number one movie of the year last year. So. Oh, yes, yeah, but it, it doesn't do any favors to Batman though. Well, no. if, well, if <laughs> Snyder, if if the Snyder Cut is anything like. Uh, Batman versus Superman, then it'll make me want to jump out a window. I thought it was better than that. <laughs> uh, it was slightly better, but like there was so much that was still just 
him trying to fucking use something that fucking Whedon shot that got criticism that was like his idea got criticism and he changed it to something that Whedon shot fucking dabbered down the sa- the color and it looked just as bad as when Whedon tried to up the color on the shit that he shot in his cut and it's like oh this was just a mess no matter which way he tried to fucking do it yep and we're we're way off topic we're gonna veer back in well, now um, well not really because speaking of movies with shitty graphics <laughs> but if but if anybody does anybody does want uh, if anybody does want this show's thoughts Snyder Cut episode thirty five way back in the day with me and Josh and Brendan I believe um, would be which, your, I, which I think is our highest listened episode I think still it's is that yep. one we, we, yeah. is it that one we've come, yeah. close, we've come close a couple times that's the only one we've ever had that got over thirty downloads I was oh, very wow. shocked. Wow. Well, then we definitely should do a second one and melt the tits as much as we can here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with the with the Flash movie coming out, we'll have an inroad to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I bet Flash will help make that all make sense. Oh, mm. yeah, absolutely. Um, so, anyway. Um, you just go back in, in time and just mess everything up again. So, hey. um, I'm in it for the Keaton. Nice. Uh, so obviously our, our purpose this evening was the desolation of Smaug. Um, normally we begin with, you know, how, how was everyone first exposed to this movie? I'll go first, which I normally don't because mine's real short. Uh, this came out uh, December 13th of 2013, which was the day before my birthday that year, obviously. So Tori and I probably went that weekend because we always go to a movie. But beyond that, I have no particular uh, special thoughts on it or anything because it was just kind of a movie. <laughs> um, yeah, well, mine would be basically listen to the last episode and then put part two. Yep. Okay. Well, I think we'll get more than that out of it. But, uh, no, I mean, when I, how I found it. Like, oh, when yeah. I first oh. Saw it, it was the same, yeah, same idea as the first one. It's just, yeah, it's part two. So I guess I got to go see it. Yep. Justin, I know you got to be kind of late or in a different way than some of us did. No, no, I, no, I, I watched, uh, I watched all the, uh, Hobbit movies as they came out. So, uh, I, uh, actually was kind of excited for this one cause I had liked the first one so much. Uh, so, uh, I had gone probably sometime December, or January, whenever that came out. Um, you know, I probably went, you know, pretty close to the release date for it and, uh, saw it in theaters. Cool. Sarah. So I went and saw this in the theaters. Uh, I actually used to nanny for uh, an Argentine family, and uh, Mm. the little boy really loved to read. Uh, Actually, he's not so little anymore. He is now a freshman at Rutgers. Um, But uh, I actually took him to this because we read the book together. So uh, he really enjoyed it. So, and I did too. (laughs) Nice. Milos. So that the movies, the wiki came out. Nice. <laughs> Pretty oh, straightforward. Looks like, all, looks like we all have the same uh, thing for once. <laughs> maybe, maybe with maybe with newer movies, this isn't worth asking. I don't know. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, it's a newer yeah. movie. It's not was Lord of the Rings or something, you know. Like, and it's not even awesome. just a, It's not even just that it's a newer movie. It's it's that it's a part two, and we already talked for an hour and a half on part one. And so it's like, well, yeah. Yeah, and also part two, but kind of prequel to the Lord of the Rings. So you know you're gonna go see the movie, right? 
now with 40% uh, more Orlando Bloom. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my... yes. I was jazzed about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were, oh, you were on record. Only Lily stole the show for me. That's what I'm going to say. You were on You were on record during uh, Unexpected Journey about your love for Orlando. So oh, I, I kind of figured. When I saw him in um, uh, Fellowship of the Ring, I like, you know, I looked him up. I sought him out and I've been following ever since. And I found out that he was going to make an appearance because his character doesn't appear in the book. I was like, yes. <laughs> it's called stalking. Okay. And I think it's illegal in some states, though. <laughs> what is? Stalking. stalking. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> don't tell anyone. Well, technically, it's not stalking. I don't if Bob Dylan taught me anything, it's in Jersey, anything's legal, man, as long as you don't get caught. Uh, well, yeah, hey, I'll go with that. <laughs> uh, well, I'll try to run through the plot, plot really quick. As I said, prot, I don't know why I did that. Okay. Because um, it's only so part of a plot? Yep. So basically, this picks up right from where the last one left off. Obviously, Jackson continues the idea that these are essentially to be viewed as one continuous movie that just happens to have breaks in it. Um, you meet the one Swedish man in Middle Earth. Yeah. Yep. Bayorn. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask questions of people that... Wow. Justin does the Swedish chef right in the middle of the fucking show. Holy shit. Okay. Um, so I'm going to questions of people that have seen the theatrical version of this more recently, because one thing I will one thing I will admit is that I only saw the theatrical version of this once, and I then immediately immediately bought the extended version and have and have seen that twice. So there are things that I will have to ask questions as to whether they are in the theatrical version to the point that they are in the well, uh, anything that builds any kind of character for anybody other than Gandalf, Bilbo, or Thorin, gone. Like, okay. all, like, basically all the other ten dwarfs are fucking tofu, and then you got Salt and Pepper running around with Thorin. Like, <laughs> <trying> <laughs> <new> <laughs> stories of... Is that what you called them that in the chat we have this yes. afternoon? I was trying to figure out, like, is that a way of saying they're ugly? I don't get what well, you Well, no, mean. but, like, they have no character, but, like, One's blonde and one's fucking dark. So if you put them on a table, they make perfect salt and pepper shakers. That's yeah. Good point. Sure. And uh, they're, so, you know, they're, are they twins or they're just brothers? Right. I think they're brothers. Supposed to be, yeah. Philly and Philly are brothers. brothers. There's a couple years in between them and Philly and Philly. Yeah. Philly and Philly, and it's like they're the only ones that don't have like a ridiculous amount of fucking prosthetics on, or those two in Thor, yep. and then anybody else that has to sit through hours of makeup gets zero character, and it's just like, oh, that's yep. unfortunate. I like them. And, uh, they probably didn't want their makeup. They make up for the lack of character with the amount of prosthetics. <laughs> yeah, well, and, uh, I was going to ask which one is Spinderella then, if that's all Peppa. Jeez, that went over like a dead fish. Okay, <laughs> yep. I didn't get that one. Probably the U.S. thing. It's the pop. But yeah, like in the theatrical cut, it's literally like they mate Bjorn. And he's just like, okay, well, I don't like anybody. Fuck off. Okay, see, I thought, see, I thought the Bjorn thing was completely cut out of the theatrical version like Tom Bombadil was. 
No, no, it's there, but it's really fucking butchered down. Like, they literally, like, start the movie at his house, and Gandalf's like, ooh, big scary dude. And they wait until morning. Yeah. And then they open the door, they have their chat with him, and then they just fuck off. He's just like, I don't like anybody, leave me alone. Yeah, so that's, I mean, it's slightly longer than that in the, I mean, there's more dialogue and stuff yeah. and all that. And yeah. then they go into, they go into Mirkwood and uh, <sighs> are, get trapped in the woods and stuff. And there's like some sort of enchantment over it where they just kind of start going around in circles and they have no clue where they are. Well, that's, and there's that's kind of, actually kind of ties into the disease that was taking over the animals that Radagast was trying to stop in the first one. Oh yeah, okay, cool. Right. It's a little and, bit of the uh, same. It's more the spiders that are doing it, but it's still that same right. dark necromancer energy that's blanketing the world, coming back. And then when they, it seems like they all pass out from the enchantment, and they just get picked up by a bunch of like spiders that could have passed for Shelob's cousins, basically. Um, well, they're Shelob's children. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, well, there uh, used to be a bunch of them roaming Mirkwood, and then once the dwarves killed them, and fucking yeah, the elves started like patrolling their fucking forest a little better. Yeah, they all moved up into the mountains, and that's where Shelob ended up getting big and blah 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 blah. Okay, I, I should also mention that I did look at the the differing runtime. The theatrical version was two hours forty one minutes, and the extended version is three hours and six minutes. Mm-hmm. In this case. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Bilbo gets them out of the thing with the spiders and they are uh, picked up by a bunch of Mirkwood elves and imprisoned for reasons that I well, couldn't figure out I think because, it's because they trespassed on their land well it's that and like elves and dwarves in Middle Earth have never really gotten along yeah. there's always been like one slighting the other in some kind of fucking way and they kind of set that up in the first movie when like when Bolg and or uh, Azog the Defiler shows up and he's fucking up the fucking dwarf cave, and then you see yep. fucking uh, Thranduil the the accuser just sitting on his fucking little elk, he just looks yep. at him and walks away like I'm a fucking giant douche. Like that that sets up like specifically Thorin does not like fucking Papa Legolas. Right, and I also thought part partly they were in prison because Legolas <laughs> dad is a giant prick. Uh-huh. Well, that partly. too. But, that's just the arrogance of the elves, and that's yeah. So they they throw them in in elf prison, where we also see uh, Legolas again, which I okay. Uh, I feel like that was one of the things that was mandated by uh, Warner Brothers that they had to get a uh, Lord of the Rings character other than Gandalf in here somewhere. Um, which is, is fair. Oh, well, they had Bill, uh, Frodo with the first of the fucking the first one. Yeah, but that that was all in like flashback bookends and stuff, and didn't actually have any bearing on the in the actual, actual story. story. With the entire, but I yeah. don't mind that Legolas was added, but they overused him like way he too was heavy. A, yeah, I don't know if the overuse really kicks in until Five Armies or not, but he is. Well, well, no, like instead of giving any time for the development of any of the ten dwarfs that are with the three that aren't wearing fucking crazy makeup. Like, they, they spent a bunch of time just having Legolas do some CGI shit and, like, building a love triangle with fucking Kate from Lost. Like, yeah. Well, the other thing we have to talk about is Toriel. Yeah. Um, a character who was, as far as I know, completely created for this movie. Um, I would assume this was also uh, pressure from Warner Brothers basically ordering Jackson to put a woman somewhere in here. 
Uh, I think that was Peter Jackson himself who was just like, hey, well, wait a minute. This is a bit of a sausage party. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, they did. It, I mean, we'll talk about this more when we get to fellowship in a couple months. But I do recall a lot of stuff at that time where they were going to make uh, the Liv Tyler character Arwen part of the fellowship. But then Jackson was like, no, the fans will go nuts. Yeah. You can't do it. <laughs> and she doesn't need to be there. Like, I know they say there's not enough women in Lord of the Rings, but like. You have fucking Eowyn killed Witch King, and that's like one of the fucking most untakedownable characters ever. So she's kind of a tank. And you got Galadriel, yep. who like doesn't go jump in the fight, but like she gives every one of the members of that fucking fellowship something useful that comes into play later on. Like, yep. So by the time they go to Mirkwood, Gandalf left because he had something else he had to go do, which you know, go smoke some fucking pipe weed with fucking anybody who knows. Anybody who knows this series knows that's pretty much a standard thing that Gandalf does a lot. Um, and in the in the extended version, um, the movie actually begins with a flashback to Thorin and Gandalf's first meeting. And there's a bunch of explanation of like, you know, Gandalf sort of pushes him to do this whole thing, you know, get all your kinsmen to go to this mountain and do all this shit because the dragon's going to be bad. Well, so. one of the one of the things that they cut from the movies that's actually in the books, I think it's more unfinished tales than it is Hobbit, but like yeah, Gandalf runs into Thorin's father who's like That's in that's got, in the extended version I was getting oh, that's okay. where I was going. And um, his, his father gives him a map and I think the key. And yep, like yep. and then Gandalf gives it to Thorin and says like if you ever need me to help you fucking try and get back your home like I will because I don't want Smog to join up with Sauron because I think he's on his yep. way back. And then this is all in the, yeah this is all taken put in the put in the extended version. There's a whole thing about uh, Thorin believes that his father Thrain survived the battle at Moria, and no one else believes that. So then when Gandalf leaves, he goes to Dol Guldur and explores that and finds him there. And uh, Thrain ends up getting killed by the necromancer, but, you know, he's at least... I was going to ask if any of that was in the theatrical version. I didn't think it was. Nope. Um, you don't even get the flashback with him and Thorin, where he okay. gives him the map. Yeah. That's not even in the And this is all in the extended version, or the yep. director's Yeah, the, the, yeah. Extended version, the extended version begins with, and I, pro- I probably should have done this, but uh, they it opens in Bree in that same, like, right. inn. And Gandalf shows up and kind of talks him into the whole thing, right? And gives him the map and the key that Brent was talking about. Um, yeah. So then, yeah, and also tells him the shadow is put ice on his head. Yep. So after that, uh, Bilbo doesn't Bilbo doesn't get caught when they get captured by the Mirkwood elves because he has the ring. No, because he put the ring on. Right. So then he he which, follows a yes to the dress. Which if you actually read like the other like the unfinished tales and the Silmarillion and some of the companion stories, the elves actually live on all three planes of reality. So like they should be able to see him walking through with the ring, but like on a different plane where the light plane yep. like But yeah. Yeah, I but they wouldn't make sense theatrically. I actually thought they did though, because there's one point at which uh Bilbo's in a room with the ring on and Thranduil goes, I see you right there. And they shoot it in such a way that you, they want you to think he sees Bilbo, but then Toriel walks into the room. 
And yeah, like, but you also yeah. have the moment when uh, Legolas tells the guards to close the doors before Bilbo makes it in, and it's like Legolas can almost like hear him. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's because Thorydad of Torlando does the same thing. Like, like uh, Thunderwheel does the same thing later on. Yep. Did this movie come out after the first Pirates of the Caribbean? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, this is like teen, and I don't know when the Pirates came out earlier. <laughs> But like, we were up. Isn't it weird that like I'll, I'll wait until we get to Lake Town. I'll make that point. Never mind. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> the last, the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out. I want to say three years after this. So yeah, oh. that was an established thing by then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I think the first one came out in like oh five or oh six or something. Yep. Um, so Bilbo gets them out of this. By sticking them all in barrels and dropping them down the river. When the first one came out, <laughs> uh, I want to um, mention that yeah, Gil- Legolas meets Gimli's father Gloin in that scene where they get captured. Yeah, yeah. that was cute. Yeah, I enjoyed they're, that. They're at the fucking Council of Elrond in Lord of the Rings, and they just they act like they don't even fucking know each other. And it's like you you two actually met. Like, well, yeah. didn't well that's well, that's. Well, that's similar to uh, in uh, Star Wars when, uh, you know, uh, Obi-Wan, yeah, Obi-Wan obviously knows who C-3PO and R2-D2 are. Especially R2-D2, yeah. Yeah, in the the prequels. But then in A New Hope, it's like he has no idea who these droids are, you know? Well, that's because Lucas doesn't do anything consistently. We know this. Well, yeah, barely, I mean, Jackson. Well, yeah, well, that's what I was just gonna say. Well, Peter Jackson usually does, so that's it comes out twice as like yep. egregious. In this yeah, but I think like, part wow, of that's up with the production issues and everything else, and the fact that he jumped on the project like a week before. Yeah, Laura was supposed to make this trilogy, not him. Mm. Yep. But like, how often? Um, how often do the el- like the elves of Mirkwood run into a party of dwarves led by the last fucking of the bloodline of the king of the dwarves? Like. That would have been yeah, something like a last take like, into oh, yeah, account that. that this is probably was shot at Lord of the Rings. So yeah, but yeah, but they also like the, the thing they put in there, you know. Yeah, but the thing is, is that they didn't shoot this movie back to back with the first one, so it's like he had the time to rewrite something if it didn't make sense, uh, you know, ca- canonically. Well, that's just it. Like you don't need you know to have I mean? like you don't have to have Legolas be one of the ones that arrests them. He just hears that the dwarves are there, hmm. and he gets sent out in the party to go fucking fight the orcs and try and get the dwarves back when they're floating. Down. And they wouldn't actually meet each other, but like the way they set it up by putting that scene in, they legitimately yep. like eye to eye and have a back and forth conversation about, "Oh, that's an ugly kid. Hmm. That's me wife. Yep. What the fuck is that thing supposed to be? Oh, that's me wee boy Gimli." Like. Also, yeah, but he doesn't know of the, you know, the interaction. So. Also, in a side plots that go nowhere, Toriel is in love with Legolas, but uh, Thranduil... Well, no, that was never established. It was Legolas who was in love with Toriel. Okay. Yeah, I think it was that way. And then Otherwise, she was she in wasn't love with... Fall for well, but but she was going to marry him, and then the dad was like, no, you're not. Well, no, that was the Legolas, Legolas would want. 
Oh, okay. That was basically just a succession thing that went nowhere. But, like, yeah, Legolas is royalty. So, like, her just being a regular elf soldier, she'd be, like, lower class. But he was the one, she was the one that he wanted. And I don't think she ever gave a fuck about him that way. Right. Which is why. Which is why. Yep. Kind of. Okay. So they get away in floating in barrels down the river. Some of the orcs and stuff from earlier show up and attack them. Uh, Whichever one ends up with Toriel gets hurt. I forget which one it is. Keely. It's Keely. Okay. So he gets hit with basically the same thing. The same thing that uh, Frodo gets stabbed Frodo with does. in yep. fellowship, but as an arrow instead of a sword. Um, yep. Yeah, well, so that's, I was gonna. I made a note. I was like, "What did the fucking the orcs do? Like pee in their metal to make everything fucking like give everyone sepsis or what?" Like. <laughs> <laughs> I cast dysentery on you. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, so they end up Lake Town at this point. Um, where, and... we meet, where we meet an obvious character who they wanted to be Orlando Bloom from Pirates of the Caribbean, but they're like, oh, fuck, we already have him in the movie. <laughs> okay, here, here's, my big, here's my biggest problem with this. Okay. And here's where I had the massive disconnect in the research I did this afternoon, because I thought all this Lake Town shit and all this stuff with the the elves and whatever was not in the actual book. Oh, no, Lake Town was like a third of the book. (laughs) Right. That shows that I haven't read The Hobbit in 35 years, because I thought none of this stuff was in the actual book. Um, Lake Lake Town was a big thing in the book, and then in later fucking books, I'm pretty sure even in one of the Lord of the Rings, they mentioned how Lake Town is the only reason why the orcs can't move down from that northeast corner, because they're just, they're like, fuck you, we'll fight So here's my biggest problem with all the Lake Town stuff. Uh, does anyone even remotely like Luke Evans as Bard? I mean, he's good for what Bard's supposed to be. If oh, they right. Taking like, some of the time uh, away from him. I think he's terrible. He has no personality. <laughs> like, I was falling asleep anytime he came on screen. And I, I watched this in the middle of the I think, day. Uh, I think he's all right book. in this one. I think he's all right in this one, but in the next movie, he's kind of like, I don't know, really wasn't a fan. Yeah. Um, and I guess I just, you know, and there's a lot of stuff about how, like, and maybe this is in the book, too, but it just felt so heavy handed. It felt like something they inserted. Like, there's all this stuff about how how poor Lake Town is and it's run by the, the master guy who's kind of an asshole. Well, and, and that's like, the thing, like, they cut out so much from the theatrical cut and they left every bit of the master and his little lackey guy. And it's just like, uh, who, who I just kept, the, the lackey guy I just kept referring to as not Russell Brand. <laughs> I, I honestly or thought, worm tongue part two. I, I yeah. keep thinking of him like the B grade, the fucking dude with the unibrow that yells at the duck on friends. <laughs> oh, uh, Adam Goldberg. Yes. And they're just like, well, why, well he's too expensive. Let's cast somebody who nobody knows. Yeah, but we want that unibrow. Draw that on. The first oh, time I saw it, I Eddie, thought, oh, Eddie, the roommate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Putting so the they go to Lake Town, and then Thorin convinces the Lake Town people. He's like, "Hey, when I get back in the mountain, we'll you know start all the trade agreements again, and you guys will have money, and it'll be awesome." Well, and, uh, yeah, they actually like negotiate a reasonable peace deal between the two species, which was there before Schmaug. 
Schmoog. The uh, definition of Schmoog. So then here's where I also here's a bit where I also sort of went, I don't think this is this is how they did it in the book. Um they all all the dwarves and Bilbo leave except a couple a couple of them stay there. A couple of them stay in Lake Town, which I yep. thought was dumb and was only to keep uh it seemed like they only did it to keep the stupid Lake Town plot in the movie. Um but I uh, yeah, mostly. But like, did they leave Keelian Feely there and Blumber and all the? Keely was left behind because he was injured. Feely stayed because Keely couldn't go. Yeah. Uh, then the doctor one stayed and the drunk one stayed because right. he was but, drunk but and he overslept. Yeah. But yeah, in the book, it it kind of happens. They get left behind, but it's not because he was shot with an arrow. It's because he broke his foot, I think. Okay, so that is actually I, okay. So I. It's, I kind it's of approach, but it's still half the same. Like there was right. like, a small group of them that were left behind that show up a little bit later on, but it's it's not the way that it plays out from there on the rest of the movie. But yeah, the setup is kind yeah. of there. Then I have to admit, I approached this whole movie from a false premise because I thought all that stuff was changed. Not in the book. Well, see, it, the problem isn't that it's changed. It's that instead of being two lines, like in two different chapters, it's like 45 it's minutes. 40 of the minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, come yeah. on. And it's only to force the love thing with fucking uh, to wasp. And Gradually, Lily. It's not even that. It's to make this make this half plot long enough for two movies. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's just it. You can tell it's stretched out. And like, they left the dwarves that had like yeah. the easiest makeup around him. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, so, fucking then, uh, axe head. He 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 wasn't there because the axe was too much to put on every day. And like you could tell, yep. they, they kind of picked the four that they left behind because it was either easy makeup or like no makeup. Right. Well, that's why. That's why I say like with these last two movies, you could easily just take stuff out of it and just make it one movie. Like you could easily just take all the lake stuff, lake town stuff out of this, and you could just have you know. We need, stuff you need, you need the second and third movie should have been one movie. Well, you yeah. need well, that no plan. Well, that's, that's just it. I think it should have been like half of this movie, like up until they escape from the elves and they get to Lake Town. That should have mm. been the end of the first one, and then from here on should have been all like the last big action fucking movie. <laughs> yep. So the remaining dwarves and Bilbo go to the Lonely Mountain, and. Uh, Bilbo gets them into the secret door, which the dwarves are obsessed that they have to get there before the sun goes down on a particular day because the map tells them they have to. Oh, yeah. It won't open right. again for another fucking like 600 years. So, Bilbo, this is like literally their only chance to get into their home. Yep. So then they all give up when the sun sets and they don't see anything. And then Bilbo stays there. And when the moon comes out, it lights up the door. So he yells at them all to come back. And here's another point that I, that I, and this is, you know, if this is how they want to do it, fine. But I just, I just thought it was a little, it got a little old to me, even a movie and a half in that, like, these dwarves, particularly Thorin, is not an idiot and yet gives up at every turn just so he can be made to look stupid by the fucking Hobbit, like, repeatedly. Yeah, that, that doesn't happen the same way in the books. Like, he's definitely not the quitter that he seems to be in the first yeah. couple of movies here. And I'm just like, is Bilbo the only one here with a brain? Like, really? And you would think these people had done their research over the however long it took them to prepare for this? 
Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, most of these dwarves, yeah. like, were children when they left Erebor, so none of them remember any of the archaeology or any of the, like, the that stuff, right? Yeah. So, like, the only that's... one... The only ones that would remember are like Balin and Dwalin and Thorin, right? Yeah. I wish that you you bring up a good point with, you know, how long they've been away from their ancestral home. I wish that had been made clearer in the film. Well, it's not really even made clear in The Hobbit. Like, they just say for, like, however many generations. But, like, a dwarf generation is, like, 650 years or something. So, like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been a bit. So they get into the mountain and, uh, they send Bilbo into the treasure hoard to find the Arkenstone thingy. Um, and it, remind me again, what was the point of that? That was more to like, to unify the, all the tribes and shit. Like, whoever had that would be listened to by all the tribes. Yeah, well, it, it, it's got a long-ass history of, like, the finest creation the dwarves ever created. And it was with the help of the mm-hmm. elves. So it kind of symbolizes, like, hey, whoever dwarf has this is, like, the king dwarf. Like, it's basically, yeah. The king under the mountain. It was the heart of the mountain. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, I guess I just kind of thought, like, the fact that he got the damn thing open and actually got in there should have been enough. Like, you shouldn't need some rock to be like, hey. <laughs> yeah. But I, I guess... I have a jar of dirt. Yeah. I guess that's the, the, the concept they're under, and then, okay. Um, so... Bilbo starts looking for the the Arkenstone and the giant treasure hoard. Smaug wakes up, and I, you know, and there's a lot of dialogue between Smaug and Bilbo, which I loved. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I know you. Of you, course, Karen goes mirrors. Yeah, I was, I was not, I was not a fan of all the dialogue and stuff like that. Like, I get it. Like, he was kind of like filling in some backstory, you know, letting Bilbo be part of the thing. But it's like. You know, it just kind of went on a little too long. I'm like, guy, come on, you know, let's get let's get to the let's get to the dragon wrecking shop. You know what I mean? Like, I love, what are we I doing? Love yeah, <laughs> he's a great for another movie. What are you? What are you leaving these filmmakers with? You don't like long movies. You don't like talking. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. No, I don't mind them talking, but it's just like you know. Yeah, all like, I can it, picture is a man's um, got a limit. All I can picture is a packed theater and Juster in the middle of it at like 17 years old going, kill the fucking dragon! <laughs> well, well, actually, at this point, I would have been 23 and I still would have been like, kill the fucking dragon. <laughs> uh, so, uh, after, you know, there's a bunch of stuff, like, Bilbo puts the ring on, but the, the dragon still kind of knows he's there. And, um... So there's a bunch of dialogue while he's trying not to get eaten by the dragon and still find the rock. Um, if I remember correctly, he finds the rock and then hides it. Or he's got it on his person, but he doesn't tell anybody right away. Um, so then uh, Thorin engages in his plan to kill the dragon, which involved like pissing it off and dragging it out of the hole. And they try to cover it in like liquid gold they restart the forges and try to cover it in liquid yeah. gold and whatnot um none, none of that really happens in the book i do i wasn't sure about that it seemed like something they might have done but then not really no they, um, just, they just did that to throw liquid in gold. The end of this movie. yep it's it just the runtime. um so while they're having while they're having dialogue, I think Smaug realizes that Lake Town probably helped them to get there. So Smaug gets out of the mountain 
and decides I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go blow up Lake Town, and this movie ends with the very, the very weighted last line by Bilbo of, "What have we done?" Yep. Which I actually kind of liked, but uh, no, that was the first one. No, this one ends with Bilbo Bilbo on a cliff watching the dragon fly out, and the last thing he says, the last thing he he says is he's watching the dragon go back towards Lake. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Is what have we done? Because they were trying, they were trying to do this in such a way where the people in Lake Town would not be threatened by it. Um, Well, that's that obviously didn't work. No, not at all. No. To to be to be fair, the first one does end with them just staring off into the into the distance where the mountain is. So technically, both of them end with them just staring out into the distance. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, and like considering you know the the title, you know, I thought that smells would be in it a lot more. Yeah, like and yeah, yeah, like, like desolating called, stuff for the movie called the Desolation of Smaug. He neither got <laughs> desolated nor desolated anything else, and I was like, oh, that's exactly. Yeah, but you do see the Desolation of Smaug. Yeah, just not what until the next happens movie. with Leg Down and what happened with the. Uh, yeah, but it's not until the next movie. That's not actually in like the one called. No, no, no. Leg Down was prosperous before. That's the thing. Oh yeah, he goes in and he blows. So you kind of see when you look at the history of the place, was like before Smaug came. And what, like, now, that's the desolation of Smog. Yeah, but I do kind of feel so like... The title is kind of misleading. No, I, I get what I you're do. saying. Like, the town was desolated because of Smog, and that's, like, his yep. desolation. But, like, yeah, yeah, there's no, like... But, but none of that happens yeah, He's not being isolating in the movie, no. no. What, what he's trying I to say is, like, the, the fact that the town fell to shit over the last 30, 40, fucking however many years it's been, right? They, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they needed to be more specific to tell you how long like these people were milking the people of Lake Down, right? Yep. Because like, if Smaug was asleep for like 600 years, then yeah, like it's been, it hasn't been his fault that that town is still shit. So I have to say, uh, watching this again, and as I said earlier, this is the third time I've seen this movie in uh, seven years, or however long it, it, I believe it's seven years old now. Um, and I did like this more than I remembered before previously, um, but it does really drag in a lot of spaces because the the lake the lake town stuff, at least for me, was really boring. Like I didn't give a shit about any of the people there. I was just like, all right, well, you're just kind of, I guess, like. Like I said earlier, I I thought a lot of this stuff, like the Mirkwood stuff and the Lake Town stuff, was not actually in the book, but it turns out that it is. And I think my bigger problem now was not that, but it's just like Brent, you said, it, it's so badly paced because they're trying to stretch this out unnecessarily. Yeah, like it's it's very studio mandated in spots. Like like I said, the Goblin Chase in the first one, like. The entire fucking barrel ride with the dwarves and the elves and the orcs in this one. Like, it, a lot of that was just so overdone and unnecessary. And it didn't even look good because they did that fucking weird frame rate problem again. And it's just like, yep. oh. And, and the over reliance on CGI just to make the release date, too. Like, ugh. 
you know, and it was less noticeable in the first one, I guess, because like you said, the first one's closer to the actual book. Um, so it didn't really bother me that much, but here it's, this really felt, this was like two hours and or three hours in my case of just treading water really with the exception of the, like the smell stuff is cool. But beyond that, it's just like, okay, well, well that, that's just, and the theatrical cut, especially like, there's a couple of moments in the extended where like you get Gimli's father, like being like, Oh, this is draining money financially. Cause like he was the one that had the money. He was the like well to do dwarf of the group. And then when mm-hmm. he looks up and he sees the mountain, he just goes along with it. So you like, you kind of get a little bit of character for him that way, but like that was all cut from the theatrical. So like it's literally yeah. 10 irritating dwarfs that are all stupid. Like, yep. And you like, can even, when they're locked up, like Bilbo takes the ring off and they all scream at the top of their lungs, oh, it's Bilbo! And he's like, shut the and fuck up, you idiots. Like, shut the fuck up, you morons. <laughs> but like, they leave that in, but they don't give any of them any of the character moments they really should. Like, yep. And like, they did try it, like, for a couple of them in the first movie, but in this one, they just gave up entirely. And like, even the extended cut doesn't give a whole lot of them. Like, yep. Yeah, you kind of have the whole like issue with. If you're gonna have like three movies at three hour each, you know it's not yeah. like you didn't have time to develop them. And that's just it. Like the development time for them went to like Legolas and like finding out that his mother was killed by the fucking Dark Lord and like, yeah, like all that yeah. stuff was just thrown in unnecessarily to give Orlando Bloom more time. And it's just like, well, exactly because it's like you need to like. Oh, even though you know Gandalf was in the other ones, we also need to remind you that Orlando Bloom was in the other ones, and this is all connected to Lord of the Rings. And oh, look at Lord of the Rings! But that's the thing. Uh-huh. Like, if you had, yeah, Orlando... like there was no... Uh, no, go ahead, go ahead, man. Like, you ha- you have Orlando Bloom in the movie. That's not the problem. Like, he would have been uh-huh. around. He would have been a soldier in the army for his father. So, like, when that happened, yeah, it, it makes sense that he'd pop in and out while they're doing the elves, the, like the Mirkwood stuff. But like that's it. Don't give him an extra storyline to run around with a love triangle with like for no reason. Like because all you're doing when you do something like that is yep. exactly what we said with Mandalorian season two, where it's like mm-hmm. okay, the two Mandalorian episodes in there were good to see, but like it doesn't give you time to develop any of the characters you brought in in the first half. So it just feels so disjointed. Like, yeah. And to me, like Orlando Bloom, just and I'm sorry, Sarah, I'm probably gonna piss you off a little bit, but. He just seemed very disinterested too. Like, just like, oh, okay. Um, you want me to kill this thing? Okay. Well, yeah, I definitely got that. You know, he he didn't have the same spark as he did in the uh, Lord of the Rings. Well, it's because he didn't have Gilly yeah. to play off of, and John Reese Davies was a fucking. He was the best part of those movies. Oh time. yeah, like, no, their their banter I think was you know one among my favorite parts. And, like, right away, like, it starts off as, like, them having a kill count, and then, like, they end up becoming friends over who's getting more, and then, like, they, like, there's actually character development between those ones, and it's like, you don't get any of that for any of the dwarves, not even, like, by themselves, but with any of the other dwarves, really, like. And I think the problem with using that character here is that, you know, like, obviously he has to deal with dwarves here, that's largely what this movie these movies are. But he can't. He still has to have that. He has to have that prejudice against them throughout it because he can't lose that until he meets Gimli later. So like every time he says anything to them, he's a massive fucking prick. That's and it's just like, well, 
you know, no one wants to see that because he's not, you know, like people like this character. You don't want him coming off like an asshole the entire movie, basically. Yeah, but I mean, technically, he would have been prejudiced against humans at that point, too, until he goes and meets fucking Aragorn, which doesn't yep. no, happen. No, that's true. Which doesn't happen where it does in the movies, but yeah. So but I did, I did some. Wanted to bring him back. For uh, we'll, well, we'll get to that in the know. next one. I did some further research on the whole McKellen thing because we had mentioned in the last one that McKellen very rarely actually worked with the other actors and was generally filmed from them separately. They would basically yeah, the whole box stuff. They would basically Come stick. On, him, they would basically stick him in a box. Yeah, yep. just a green box, yeah. With photos of the dwarf around him, and I'm not sure why, so we keep all their names straight, I guess. And uh, they would film his stuff completely away from anybody else. And I guess at one point he had a freak out. He was just yeah. like, this is not what I signed up for these movies to do. This is ridiculous. What am I doing? And that's and- the thing, like, he's a classical British actor, so, like, he trained in Shakespeare on theaters. Like, to him, acting is the interacting of another character with mm-hmm. his character, right? He's yeah. my favorite Iago, actually. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yep. McKellen, McKellen's a fucking, like, outstanding stage actor, and, like, mm-hmm. when you oh, have, yeah. when you have yep. stage actors, that's their whole thing, is to play off of each other and judge the audience as they're watching. So, like, you're a when he does a movie, he's already cutting out the audience, so he really has to rely on like that back and forth with another actor. And then he yep. didn't have it in this, like, and it's you could it does show. I gotta say, to get to something we're gonna do eventually, uh, the first thing I ever saw him in was the original X Men movie in 2000. Mm. And from the, <laughs> the same from, for me, like, I from think. the moment from the moment he's on screen and gives his first line, I was like, holy fuck, this guy's legit. You know, no, the first thing I saw, think I saw him in was after pupil, and it was like, wow, okay. there's a tilt on your fucking opinion right there. Yep, that came out, I think, a year or two before X Men, because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Singer had worked with him already before, yeah, before that. Um, yeah, and we'll get to those movies someday because we're gonna do all that, like. Uh, I don't know. Pupil is really the subject matter no, no, we no. should be putting online. stuff, <laughs> not that other one. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, it's a great movie, but I don't think we're allowed to talk about that stuff no. anymore. Well, we'll get to the X Men stuff at, whenever we start doing that second crack Marvel stuff, um, which I think is an idea we're gonna get to eventually. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just, I mean, my whole thing is, like, this really, you know, with the fact that my prior criticisms are all kind of gone now, because I, as I said earlier, it was from a false, basic pretense, I think my bigger problem is that this is just so much a middle movie where, like, it should actually end here, but it doesn't, um, that's the thing like nothing really makes like they go from point A to point B to point C and like other than Martin Freeman being fucking excellent as Bilbo there's not a whole Mm -hmm. lot in there but he like then when you get him like just the facial expressions and like how he's like actually keeps his head under pressure when the dwarves are just being fucking morons it's like okay you know what like you really get a good idea of Bilbo throughout 
Yeah, but like it's he's like the only character that you really get anything for. Like even Gandalf's off running around so much that he's like, okay, this yep. fucking stoned old man just fucking out doing stoned old man things. Like, yep. And we'll talk about in Five Armies. Like my biggest problem with it, and I know that they're following the book here because I know he spends most of the battle out of it. Um, well, I think is, a lot of that has to do with the whole, whatever the hell they were trying to do. To make sure the audience knows that this movie does tie into the Lord of the Rings, right? Well, that's just it, and like it is fairly accurate because like they do in the other fucking source materials, like the companion books. They fucking they do say like this is what Gandalf goes and does, and then like he helps form the White Council with Sauron and uh, Elrond and Galadriel, and like they're basically the ones that are helping the fucking Fellowship get through the hallway with with exceptional Saruman. But yeah. I guess my problem in the third one, and we'll get into this more when we do that one, is uh, Martin Freeman is clearly your best asset in these movies, and he's not in Five Armies very much. And it's just a – without him, it's just a total mess. Well, it's like, because they didn't actually give the time in this movie where they should have to the dwarfs that would have made yep. serious moments in the movie matter. Right. Yep. Yeah, and then when you get the third movie, like this, that you know, you should have taken the time, said, to develop these yep. characters. All of a sudden, they have a giant amount of screen time, and yep. yet you don't have that draw to them. We just don't have the emotional connection to like, oh, hope that fucker doesn't die, or like, oh, <laughs> hope nothing happens to the fat guy. Like, no, it's yep. more like, man, you know, if he does die, you know. You get splinter into or something. Well, yeah, like there's no emotional weight to any of them. Exactly. Don't do so. You're just like, okay. You avoided like... doing anything with them in the first two movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. You get to that point where like no one cares about anything because you didn't bother to build anything up. So it's just like, okay, how? Let's see how your big action scene happens, but it's not. It doesn't have any stakes. Like, yeah, and, and I'm gonna go. The, my biggest regret about this it goes with all three movies. They're never gonna get to see the Toros of these movies. That's something that I would die. I would, I would love to at least see what he, you know, if he could somehow write the storybook stuff is out there and like script and everything. So yep. like, that would be really cool to see. But this is it... something he spent two years of his life on, and we're never gonna see the day because none of it was shot ever. No, not from him. No. Yeah, I would love to see like. Maybe if he eventually had, and obviously he'd probably have to clear it with whatever studio it is. Um, well, that's the uh, rights to it right now is a big fucking up in the air issue anyway. So it's yeah. Is that because of the TV show or well, no? The movie rights are about to lapse, and apparently Warner didn't re-pick them up. And now, okay. now everyone's trying to scramble to get a little piece of the pie so they can claim, like, oh, I got the biggest piece here, so I should be able to get first dibs on the rights when they do come up. Right? Oh, okay. So, like, the, yeah. Amazon, the Amazon show that's coming up isn't allowed to be based on anything that's actually in a book, so they have to come up with their own storylines for what's going on around, and it's, uh, yeah. It, yeah, it sounds actually, like it's a mess. Hearing that, I'm 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 a little less enthused about that show than I was. Yeah. Well, that, that's just it. Like, it's not at all what it was sold as at first. And like now that I'm seeing some of the stuff and like hearing like what they're allowed to use and what they have to come up with on their own, it's like, ooh, this is this is sketchy. 
And it sounds yeah. like it's all just so they can say, well, we've got the first, we, we've got the filming productions of it right now. So like, just give us the first kick at the can when those rights come up so they can reboot, redo the movies. And if this is their attitude towards it to get it, I'm afraid of what to do if they do get it, right? Yeah. Well, we're going to review that, I'm sure, unless everybody absolutely hates it and doesn't want to do it. But that we'll might be that. more reason to review it because, yeah. Yep, yeah. We'll get to that in months, probably. Um, my favorite scene in this movie, actually, and we'll go around and see if everybody has one, um, was actually a very small moment that was a very rare, like, character thing, like Brent said. Like, they actually sort of tried to do a little bit of character here. Um, I believe it was after they send Bilbo into the treasure hole and uh, it was, I believe, Balin and, and Thorin are having a discussion and Thorin starts talking about how much of a pansy Bilbo is and how, you know, Balin is like a man. He steps right up for him. I don't, I don't understand what, it, why he's afraid of this and whatever. And Balin just goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? You should be scared out of your goddamn mind right now. <laughs> and uh, I just thought it was a great like character moment that because it's actually you're starting to see the beginning of uh, Thorin's eventual insanity. I kind of felt like um, well, he's always been kind of vendetta, and a vendetta yeah. is basically a type of insanity in its own right. So like. Balin was always kind of the one that was trying to keep him on track, and like the more these movies go on, you do see like even Balin turns on him by the end. He's just like, "Well, what have you become?" Like, yeah, I said I'd yeah. follow you because I believed in you, and like the more you're getting around the gold, and the fucking sickness is kicking in, like you're sounding like a tyrant, and that's that. That's one of the only through lines for any of the other dwarves that actually carries through. Like Balin's the yeah. only one out of the fucking ten of them that like. Yeah, gets anything, and it's, that's a shame. Because yeah. like the other ones didn't get a whole lot in the books, but like you got enough to understand that they all had their own personality. Like these ones are all just tofu. Yeah, this some... actually makes me makes me want to go back and read the book again, um, just as a comparative. Uh, and well, I think... uh, speaking of books, so my uh, we watch Lord of the Rings and Hobbits like pretty much around Christmas every year. Mm-hmm. And this year, after reading the Hobbit book, my sister was like, yeah, I'm not watching the Hobbit ever again. And I'm reading the Lord of the Rings books because I don't want them to the movie experience. Well, that's, that's why I watch the movies, so I don't have to read the books. But, like, that's, that's, there's a difference, too, because, like, the Hobbit is such a short book that, like, trying to yeah. cut it up and mix in other books that nobody really, not a whole lot of, like, anybody but the diehard Tolkien fans actually ever read. Like Silmarillion and Unfinished Tales. How many people can say that they actually read through all of that? My best friend, uh, Mike, read it. Mike read the Silmarillion when we were kids, or maybe when we were in high school. I don't remember. I remember him saying it was really boring. Uh, but I, I, I do think he actually finished it, and I give him a lot of credit for that because I got out of a library once and read maybe the first 20 pages, and I'm like, I can't know. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing is, it's really boring. But like, there's so much like world building information, universe building information that like, yep. it's it's ridiculously full. And it's just hard to process when you're like a small age. So like, even yeah. like, unless you're like a diehard Tolkien fan in your 20s, like most people haven't read yep. those books that have cut in like a bunch of material from that. Like, it just yeah, it didn't really work. 
I also like, think it depends on your 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 level of of enjoyment of the franchise. Like if somebody put a like a Star Trek reference thing in front of me, I could do that, and that wouldn't be a problem. I think it just depends on how much you're you're wired for that particular thing. Um, oh, yeah. And I mean, like I love world building shit like that, but like there's times where it came in a little too heavy handed, or like with the like the Legolas Jesus tongue. <laughs> With the Legolas um, stuff in this movie, like, yeah, I don't know. It's it just didn't work as an adaptation, and it was too too much of like the wrong things for it to really catch on the way the Lord of the Rings did, which was actually like a really dead on interpretation of the books for the most part. Yep. Uh, does everybody else have uh, favorite bits of this movie? I guess we'll start with Justin. Uh, favorite part of the movie. Um, I would love to say when it ended. Um, but no. Uh, <laughs> but no. But no. 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 I. I do. I do. Kind of. Kind of like the movie a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's just not. You know what? I can't even say I kind of like the movie. I'm trying to be a little bit positive. But yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, not a huge fan of this movie. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think of a part I liked. Part I liked. Um. You know what? Uh, come back to me. <laughs> uh, anything with Martin Freeman for the most part, but like especially like watching his facial reactions while Smaug is fucking talking to him. Like, oh yeah, like that yeah, whole scene. Like, I Karen's over there, like oh, it was too long and nothing really happens, and it's like okay, that's that's a, that's a very fair criticism. But Martin Freeman is like putting in a hundred and twelve percent. It's like yeah, I. I I just like him as Bilbo. Well, so. well, yeah. Well, that's also probably because he's just sitting there talking to a stick with, uh, well, with uh, Cumberbatch's face on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I like know. to think he was sitting there and Cumberbatch was actually crawling around the room like a fucking <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> he's sitting there trying to act around. CGI to capture like his facial expressions. He did do footage. Like he's in the green suit and he's like doing like he's going right into it Andy Circus style and it's like he looks ridiculous. So it's like I I kind of hope that more Martin Freeman had to actually stand there and like bare face not laugh at what fucking that guy was. Yeah, I I would kind of like to see that if they have footage of that somewhere. I kind of hope they to do, man. Like, like you, you got to give him credit because at what point do you not go like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. remember the money, remember the money, remember but the money, remember the money. Put on that kind of performance, like, <laughs> yeah, you, you got to give him credit if nothing else. Sarah, yeah, and he also voiced the necromancer as well. So. Yes, mm. he was. Uh, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, the I mean, I really enjoyed Martin Freeman as Bilbo and I really liked the the whole conversation. I know it was a little bit slow and it was dialogue heavy, but just the acting and the facial expression someone mentioned earlier, um, that was really enjoyable. And, you know, I, I love me some Orlando Bloom. So seeing him in action again made me happy. <laughs> Okay. Milo. And, oh, and I had one more thing. Um, and it's sure. not really so much part of the movie, but uh, I really liked the um the song over the end credits. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, that was good. Oh, I'm well, gonna go uh, mention it, but thanks for stealing my thunder, sir. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Sarah. 
<laughs> you just reminded me that was the only part of this movie I liked was the Ed Sheeran song. You like this? Yeah, for- it was actually. Yeah, really- like, oh, nobody. I, f- I forgot it. I forgot it was in this one. Is very very talented. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, maybe he asked to write a song. He wasn't asked to. He was like, "I want to write a song for you. Will you let me?" He was like, "Yeah." Well, I mean, he is a fantasy nerd. I mean, we know he showed on Game of Thrones once too. Yeah. He was the only person that Arya like never wanted to kill, which is like, wow, interesting. Yep. Which, which honestly is, uh, that's actually one of my favorite uh, Ed Sheeran songs. Is uh, I See Fire. Cool. Oh yeah, it's yeah, a really, it's a really fantastic song. So yeah, I will say that was my favorite part of the movie. Was <laughs> the end credits, literally. Nice. Well, I was gonna go with the song before Sarah stepped in. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, but also, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you are. Uh, all the same thing, man. Like uh, just Bilbo being Bilbo. Like Martin Freeman does a fantastic, fantastic job. And another scene that I really Another scene that I really enjoyed would be uh, Toriel and Killy when they were in prison. Mm. Yeah, I guess we're we're gonna actually have to go back a little bit and talk about that because I think that's that's a way bigger part of this movie than I remember it being. Did anyone give a shit about any of that? No. Like I just I mean, didn't. I kind of did. It was kind of did. Was... I'm a Sarah. I did. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was, you know, not part of the book, but I mean, it made, I think, for compelling storytelling. And there was that, we keep saying how, you know, the dwarfs really didn't have a lot of character development. So this lent not only to character development for, you know, for the dwarf, but also for um, uh, Evangeline Lilly's character. Yeah. Yeah, I think this, I think Lilly's really like one of the few dwarves that they almost, you can say they tried. Well, yeah, but that's only because he's tied to the Toriel story, which they kind of made up on the spot. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah but as much as like see- I like Evangeline Lilly's character and her story, like her character development plays more of a part in the relationship with the dwarf than the dwarf actually does. Well, he does, yeah. but he's also you know do get a spotlight on him for some reason. <laughs> I will because of it, and like I will say, watching this movie, and you know, okay, yeah, I watch it every year. Just watching this again, it's like, you know, it's as shitty as some parts of it are, as disconnected as other parts are. And you guys know that my point of view on of this stuff is like I can always focus on the movie and just like put the negative stuff mm-hmm. aside. Oh, I and yeah. enjoy it a lot more than, you know, other people or even a lot more than I even should at some points. But like watch this and I was still like engrossed. Like I know pretty much that's happening at any point of the movie because I watch it so many times. But at, at the same time, like it's still like engrossed me and I'm like, I'm still focused on it. Oh yeah, that's, I, and like I know I'm really negative on them, but like I do like these movies. Oh, yeah. Way better than anything we've got in recent years. Like Yeah. Like, and okay. even look at it like just look at the box office stuff and like general fans are gonna say like these movies do not turn out good, but these movies like gross three billion dollars almost. Oh there's there's really? things to like in all three of them. It's just it, it's like you know, for like video purposes, this was still a success. And like the thing is, yeah, as negative I say, as I sound on the Hobbit movies, like it'll come out the other way on the fucking Lord of the Rings and it's like I don't know. Just after the quality of those ones, these ones just there's a lot to nitpick. It's and it's not that I. Oh yeah, yeah. like I, like if you put them side by side, there's no comparison. Lord of the Rings just 
takes top spot. Like it's probably my favorite trilogy ever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Brent, I think you're reason. right. That the one thing I will say regarding Evangeline Lily is that, you know, as much as I don't particularly like this character because I think it takes away from uh I mean there could be other ways that you could give the actual dwarf characters character development that don't involve this character that shouldn't even be here. Um and like they talked her into the movie, Evangeline yeah. Lily. They talked and her I, into the movie by saying, like, you won't have a stupid love triangle. <laughs> yep, and then you do. And then um, right away, boom, boom, yeah, boom. But, I, but I will credit Evangeline Lilly performance-wise in the sense of, like, this is the only thing I've ever seen her in where she didn't come off like a total bitch. Uh, between Lost and the Ant-Man movies, um, this is, like, the only thing I actually like her in. Uh so as much as I don't like the character, I at least can appreciate what she's going for. Um, but like my problem's not even that the character's there. Like I like what they did with her, and she's a fine actress. Like it's just it's at the expense of the characters that we should be learning about because they're going to be a bigger part in the last movies, like climax battle. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, it's just time management more so than anything. That I'm like, oh well, this actor was shit, so they should have been cut. Like it's nothing like that. It's just. Yeah. Oh, it's just like yeah, it's a way, and you see, really see it in the Battle of Five, Ar- Five Armies, where you don't have the emotional attached to most of the characters because they never really took the time to develop them. Well, yeah, like you're literally just naming the character trope. It's like, oh, I hope fat guy doesn't get hurt here. Oh no, he's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like you well, know, the red to, it's like you yeah, know, play, you know, connect the dots, connect the name to the face. You probably yeah, like the can. only the only one like out of that whole group of them in that five armies battle that you care about is fucking ballin and that's because he's the only one they actually spent more than two seconds character development on like yep i'm gonna be i'm kind of looking forward to watching that one again because i've only seen it once i've never seen the extended version and i'm curious what that will improve on well i only saw the theatrical version in theater but like second everything yeah, after that was extended well, the, the extended cut is going to be fun. I, I, I've got to find a version of that by then yeah. because I can't do the theatrical cut. There's too much of the actual, like, the end story, the lineage of, like, what happens now that, like, the whole thing was to get the proper king back on the throne of the fucking ancestral home, and then the whole lineage gets wiped out. So then Thrain gets it, and, like, none of that is in the theatrical cut at all. It's like there's the big final battle, and Bilbo's just like, all right, see you later, and he's, like, home right in the book again. Huh. Yeah, we'll figure out when we're gonna do that, and I'll watch it again. Cause uh, I think it's still in the. I think my uh, Blu-ray copy is still in the fucking plastic wrap. Really, <laughs> I've had it for. I've had it for. Let's see, seven years, probably. But like, Something. yeah, uh, unexpected journey. The extended cut's only like twelve and a half minutes longer. Twelve and some change. This yep. one, yeah. I, I think you said it's what thirty-two minutes or. 28 it's uh, 19 uh, 25 yeah okay. and then at the next one I'm pretty sure it's like over 40 minutes of like in the extended cut so it's like there's so oh, really? when yeah like it's all like trying to build some character for the dwarves before you go into the battle and then like a lot of like the actual explanations of like what happens to the dwarf society afterwards like well that one also theatrically was the shortest thing they've done it was only two and a half hours yeah, oh, yeah. and they like they yeah. butchered the shit out of it mm. 
Yeah. And, and surprisingly, it's the that grows the most money. It's the oh. only one of the hobbies to cross a billion. Really? Huh. Yeah. I would have thought Unexpected Journey would have done that because people would have been so yeah. excited for it that. Uh... No, for some reason, after the desolation of Smog, people are like, hmm. Well, yeah, that's got brilliant. Let's go watch it. Well, no, of Smog. Home video, with, like DVD extras, definitely had a big part to play in like that kind of thing. Like, oh, for uh, for anybody who's not aware, each of the extended versions comes with two full discs of bonus crap, um, unless you pirate it, and then right. it does. None of which for the Hobbit movies I've actually watched, so I'm hoping to maybe go back and do some of that after we we finished the Hobbit films at least. Um, That's a lot of fucking content though. It is. I know yeah. I might dagger it out with all the other stuff we're doing too. I might just kind of watch a documentary here and there rather than trying to like power through six disc worth of crap in a couple of days. <laughs> Cause I'll go insane. Um, <laughs> did anybody have any closing thoughts that we haven't already, unless there's something that somebody else wants to bring up. Um, yeah, okay. it's it's not the best movie, but it's watchable. Like there's yeah, I mean it's a it, I liked it more. Like I said earlier, I liked it more than I thought I did than I did originally watching it again. It is a serviceable middle film. I'll say that. I mean, it, this is coming from somebody who watched it probably like ten times. You know, ten times in, I can watch it and still be totally you know he still draws me in even though i know the story like upwards and downwards and yeah, sideways like it doesn't really matter it's like the watchability factor of this one is still good like i can you know and like it, like i said it's not a matter of them saying like nobody tried like you could tell they like they did try to give a shit but there were so many different people pulling from so many different directions to put this in or add this or take this out or do with this or do with that like you can kind of tell that they were just like, okay, just throw out whatever we can out there and let's just get through this as best as we can try. And, like, I, I think anybody other than Jackson, like, even with Del Toro, if there was this much fucking, like, pull on it every every direction, I like, oh, I, th- yeah. I think Peter Jackson actually pulled off, like, a really solid trilogy, considering. Even though it's, no, like, it's full of flaws and it like, is easy to do. Like, yeah. I think if Del Toro had gotten to the point where he was actually shooting this stuff, he would have left in the middle because he would have been way more subject to uh, studio pressure than Jackson was. Because I would bet, sorry. Well, I mean, I would bet, given given what Del Toro's track record is, he doesn't have the he has a lot of cult success, really, but he doesn't have the giant, the you know. Sway. So, like, I could yeah. see that. I could see that Warner Brothers would just be constantly on him about like, no, you can't do that that way. No, no, you know, because he probably would have done a lot more stuff practically than they ended up doing, and they would have been like, no, yeah. 
expensive. Don't do that. But like, it, it wouldn't have been just Warner Brothers either, because then like, <clears throat> yeah, you had went on, and you had MGM, and yeah, like as know. things went on, it got more expensive. Other studios started buying into it in different ways, and then they were all yeah. expecting a certain thing, and like it, it must have been. And then MGM bankrupt, and then that prolonged everything. Like Miramax, so crap Miramax got involved at one point. Yeah. So like, anytime someone watched a Hobbit movie, fucking slime ball got fucking money out of it. Like, yep. I also, um, I'm curious, and this is one of those cases where I wish we could, as a society, like examine parallel universes, because I would love to see a version of this where, even if it is Peter Jackson, I am curious to see that what Del Toro would have done, but even if Peter Jackson still did these, I would have loved to have seen what these movies would have been if he was basically put in the same situation that he was in Lord of the Rings, where they just gave him a bunch of money and said, okay, go away and do, do your thing and come well, back. The thing with Hobbit is that uh, New Line, and I mean, this is like really funny when you think about it, because at the time they were suing each other, like, but studio, there was no way we were proceeding on Hobbit without Peter Jackson. Right. And once Del Toro left, it was Jackson was stuck with Del Toro's like, Everything, the vision, the script, and everything. And I think Jackson one point out and he said something in, among the lines of like, I can't take his vision and put it on screen because I'm going to butcher it. Well, yeah, that, it know, was that. And but, then like halfway through, they told him to cut it into a trilogy instead of two. So like Del Toro's format well, wouldn't have That's worked. totally like when you look at back then, like Harry Potter was turning like this book was being made into two movies. Uh, the mocking the Hunger Games being made into the yeah, movie, they were splitting the everything. Mazner was gonna do it, uh, Divergent was gonna do it, but they bombed. So it's like everything and that the was book related was getting split into two movies just so they can milk more money out of it. And Hell, Hobby was... the fucking the fucking Spider Verse sequel is doing it for God's sakes, like the. Yep. The fucking it's all about minutes. milking, man. It's all about milking. But yeah, like going back to it, if you gave Peter Jackson like two years to prepare for this or even a year to do it his way, like I think he could have been great as Lord of the Rings. And yep. at one point, somebody took the Desolation of Smog and uh, Battle of Armies cut it together into a single movie. And Peter Jackson was like, well, you know, honestly, this would have done, but I was like, they didn't let me. Well, that's just it. There was so much studio pull that, like, if he wouldn't yep. have been there, like, I, I think it would have got pulled worse, and he, like, actually made it as good as he could, considering. Like, <laughs> the full story still Yeah, you can then see Jackson all over well, eventually yeah, I mean, the full story will come out, and they're like you'll look at Peter Jackson like, holy shit, this guy, like, fought like a motherfucker to get that as, like, as good as it was. Yep. Well, if you if you want to talk about a movie that uh, suffers from being a middle movie syndrome, uh, you brought it up earlier. The Hunger Games movies. That second movie is like awful because all it literally is is just like a middle movie. Like it, like it's just really bad. And I mean, that's the problem with this one is that like, you know, that's kind of what this one falls under. Is like it's just a middle movie. So that. I mean, yeah, there's sure there's a little bit of action in it. There's, you know, the dialogue in it that moves the plot along. You but know, there's stuff actual like that. Like, acting in this and there wasn't in Hunger Yeah. Games. Well, yeah, exactly. I would say that would be the main difference between the two is that this one has people who have actually been actors and, you know, have actually, you know, 
learn their craft or whatever, but still it's like, you know, like there's a lot of this movie that you could literally do without and you could have just put those plot points in either the first one or the third one and just made it to two movies like I've been saying, like, you know, you've been saying, Brent, like uh, Milos has been saying, I mean, you know, it's almost like they just did it because trilogies are a thing and you can make more money off of a trilogy than you can a duology. So, Well, it all comes back around to, like, to comment I made right off the start. You gotta milk the tits, like... Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so my uh, enthusiasm for the TV show is not quite in the toilet now, but it's not where it was. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to be excited about it after like actually looking into it a bit. It's like, yeah, I'll try it, but uh, I don't think. I don't think well, I think I'm well. going into it totally like with the soap and eyes because I read Hobbit and I read Lord of the Rings, but the extent of. You know, talking that I read, everything outside of that. Like, I don't have, you know, all the background that Bren has or whatever, or, you know. Right, but if they can't so, base on that stuff, then what good What good is it? Well, that's just well, it. Like, I don't know that stuff that they're supposed to not, they're not supposed to base it off of. Well, that's just it. it. Make a there, are, there are characters that disappear for huge gaps that they never, ever wrote any stories for they just show up like 300 years like elves and stuff right yeah so like there are characters and stories that you could do if you're going for it in the right direct like from the right place but even the way the marketing is it's all about like look how diverse we are look how this we are look how that we are it's nothing about like what and material like, they're putting down and it's like at any point we decide to do it like i went to the same with wheel of times like i absolutely hate things. like it's horrible like and then there's people love it like i want to do things to him because that TV show makes absolutely no sense. And, but that's just like the thing. And I think, and I didn't read, and I think Foundation did the same thing, but with Foundation, I didn't read the book. And so, like, I don't really care because I know it just, there's like certain points that it does stick book, but like 90% of it doesn't. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm fine with them kind of trying to come up with like original stories and like using some of the characters that just kind of go away and don't have stories. Like that's cool, but like yeah. that's not what they were marketing it on at first. And now they're like, oh yeah, we don't have the rights to use. Yeah, any because of the, the marketing backstory. of it was supposed to be so much. Well, what it was supposed to be based on. Well, it was yeah, more or less right. That's what they were going for. And then like three yeah. months before the show drops, they're like, oh yeah, well we're not allowed to use any of that. So it's like all their own stuff. And then like then the marketing changes to just like look how this we are look how that we are and it's like uh-oh that's never a good sign for a project yeah when's the fucking invincible coming back that's just about the only thing i give a crap about on it <laughs> uh, well the boys are coming back oh, yeah, yeah, yeah i was gonna say the boys are coming back there's the boys the animated side series they're doing for Which that I- too Yep, starts this coming out, yeah. Friday. And I mean, there's always, you know, there's always Picard to look forward to. Yep, we'll get to that. Um, as far as um, other things we have coming, and thank you all for joining me for this. By the way, this was fun again. Um, we have, uh, we'll be, a couple of us will be seeing the Batman this weekend. So I'm sure next week we will have um, a show on that. We might have two, in fact, uh, just because. I know we have. Well, I can think of at least three of us in here in this uh, recording right now who are going to go to it probably, and then a buddy of mine who 
did the inner light show with us a couple months back he's also a huge batman fan uh and he wants to do something as well but he and i might have to do it separately based on his schedule so we might get two reviews out of the batman um we also just keep on milk hey you know (laughs) (laughs) because I don't want to repeat myself too much. Um, well, we can we can also milk at some point the uh, Spider Man definitely away home. Oh right? yeah, because you finally saw that, didn't you? So we can yep. uh, we should maybe do that. Um, and Keep then on milking. Yep, and then we had the uh, the Star Trek Picard season two premiere releases tomorrow, so we'll most likely be doing that this weekend, um, along with our regular. Uh, coverage of discovery um so justin i assume you'll be joining us for picard at least yep okay obviously i haven't watched it yet and i'm planning to i'm hoping to get it out on friday um because i'm going to see the batman tomorrow so um i don't think i'll have time to do it tomorrow but we'll see um was there anything else that we... I don't think we have anything else planned. Does anybody else have anything they'd like to maybe do? Uh, well, uh, depending on when you finish uh, Space Force, we may either do a Space Force together or I may do a solo one just because yeah. I had uh, I had reviewed it on my blog once before. And yeah. uh, I figured I'd do a season well, you're two. You're going to do it. that. I, I'm up for like... I have it on uh, Netflix. I didn't watch the second season, but the first season. So, like, if you're going to do that, like, yeah, I can I definitely yet, but I watch will. it and then do it. I haven't started it yet, but I will. And we'll, yeah. we'll figure out for that. Yeah, I did. Uh, I've done two episodes so far. And then just because of, like, time and other stuff, I just haven't gotten to it. Okay. But I may watch a few more episodes tomorrow. Like, haven't finished it. I thought you were just waiting for me. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. I haven't finished it. I was taking my time because I figured it was just me. Okay. Yeah, that makes me feel... Um, Yeah, I'm definitely up for it. Space Force is one of two Netflix shows that I actually watched the entire season in a single day. It was that and The Defenders at the time. Um, I guess we can talk about in general news because I don't think we'll have anything that will hit on this anytime soon. Uh, Disney just announced that Disney Plus will be getting all the Marvel Netflix shows as of March 16th. Um, so I guess I will actually be able to go back and finish all of those because I don't think I've actually finished any of them, really. Um, well, I, I would I would want not to finish Iron Fist. Yeah, I might force myself to to do that. You don't have thing, to. The thing is, as bad as Iron Fist is, it does play into the Defenders. Or if you're going to watch them through, you kind of have to watch it. And it's like, oh, that's unfortunate. Right. But the second... Well, no, you, you can live without him. So maybe you can skip it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's pretty much everything we have going on in our particular corner of the pop culture world. Um, Justin, do you maybe want to do a review of that AEW show this weekend, if you give me a couple days to get through it. Um, oh, Revolution. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of forgot that was on Sunday. Right, that's on I, Sunday. My, right? my buddy, he, we don't do them. We don't do them if they're on Sundays. 
because he tries to record his shit on Sundays and we just don't have time to do those if like I don't have time to watch I can't watch it till one o'clock in the morning on a Sunday um so we don't really do that for those but we could certainly do one for that one if uh assuming I have a couple days after that to actually get through it because those are like long as fuck um yeah no problem yeah I'm I'm uh I'm down for doing that yeah I'll let you know when I actually get when I actually finish it and we'll see if it's still if it hasn't been so long that it's no longer relevant we don't want to do it anymore um, yeah. Okay. Certainly. Okay. Um, well, thank you for joining me, everyone. We will let's figure out whether we want to because we sort of I know the idea was one a month. We sort of fell behind a little bit and didn't just be. I mean, this is early March as we record this, but we sort of skipped February. I think just because everybody had stuff to do and everything. So let's figure out offline if we want to do five armies at the end of this month to kind of keep. You know, because I want because I want to give us a couple of months between this and Rings of Power, just to kind of, um, so that we're, you know, so that we have like brain space for Rings of Power by then. I told um, you when this all started, I don't decision. Yep. <laughs> just let me know what's going on, and I'll be there, man. Brent, Brent, I have a feeling that the Rings of Power review is just gonna be you and me ranting. About um, that, everybody else must be might be like, I'm not going to do that, and it's just going to be you and me ranting. But we'll I'll see. Can do it. Well, I mean, oh, you can go. Like so you're going to have like one positive influence to you know throw your stuff off of. Well, it's a TV. Show. There'll be things I like and things I don't, and then we'll see where it goes. And so I, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll come in. I'll come in as the negative Nancy. Then I'll probably end up watching it, and I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of stuff I don't like. Well, that's so. just, just the more the more I say I hate it, Karen's going to be like, "Fuck, I might check that in." Just, <laughs> Justin chiming in, chiming in from the Church of Meh over there. <laughs> yeah. All we got to start a we got to start a segment where it's just me like hating on a movie, and we're just going to call it Justin hates everything, and it's just going to be a segment. <laughs> And what I should do is retain audio from Unexpected Journey where you never did that. And then every once in a while, we'll put it in like, see, he does like things every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, and if, any, and if anybody listens to my dog review, you may get a surprise in that one, too. Yep. I Honestly, man, I liked how you kind of started that off with, uh, hey, <laughs> I got a kick out of that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I just kind of was like, you know, <laughs> I did it all. I did it all in one take. Hey, you know. it was just like that's usually the thing I do when somebody else comes into the chat room, and now he's just doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was really funny. You did a good job with that. I, 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 uh, I would uh, urge anyone who hasn't seen that movie and wants to formulate some sort of pre-opinion to go listen to that. It's only like eight minutes long. It's not going to break your brain, and. Uh, you do a good job with that. You do more of those. Thanks, I, know you, I know you don't go to as many movies as uh, some of the rest of us do, but you should do more of those. Even if, uh, well, we've been doing group shows and everything we all go to anyway. But um, yeah, well, I, I, you know, now that my schedule is kind of going to allow me to see a lot more, uh, I may, uh, I may end up going to the movies again like I used to, because I used to go to the movies a lot. And see every every new thing or whatever, but then the problem is, is that you know 
schedules changed and you know it was just getting difficult to get people to go and so then that means i got to figure out a time where i could just go and you know see i like going i i don't prefer it necessarily but i i like going to things by myself like mm. Corey didn't want to see this batman movie so i was like all right i'll just go it's fine um, yeah, I think I think the first time I actually like went to a movie by myself was uh I think the uh Ant-Man I think was the first one. Oh. Yeah, because I cuz I couldn't go when my buddies went and um it was like right around the time where it was going to be like going out of theaters and into DVD and Blu-ray. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go. I mean, you know, because I always thought it was kind of weird going by yourself or whatever. But actually, it is kind of nice just kind of going by yourself. And especially the movies that I see, I see by myself. It's only only weird in the following circumstance. When you're our age, have a penis, and it's a Disney cartoon. That is weird. Yeah, that's true. That's that's why I wait for them to come out on DVD or or Disney Plus. But you see, for those, those get synchronized, those, those get dubbed in Croatian, so I never watch them just because you, they. I I want I want to watch them in original English. Oh, that's true. You don't like the dubs, do you? Nah, I hate those stuff, man. I guess I have to ask the question. I did not realize this. There is another uh, Pixar movie coming out on Disney Plus next weekend. Yeah, um, or, uh, turning red or something. Um, we'll have to see yeah. if it, it's not usually our brand, but we'll have to see if anybody wants to do that. I guess. Actually, well, I'm uh, to watch it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, actually, oh, I right know it, as long as I'm okay with doing a pod. Yeah, I know it's. Uh, I know it's not usually the things that we cover here, but actually, I am a really big Pixar fan. Yeah, I did. I think I did 20 minutes on Onward. Uh, Dude, Onward was brilliant. Yes. I, I like that. Well, yeah, it was. Corey and I put it off for. I loved in that movie. Corey yeah. and I put it off for probably six or nine months because of the heavy dead dad shit. Oh and yeah, I can understand that. Dad had just died, basically, and we were just yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to see that right now. And we uh, we waited yeah, about. Understandable. And we we still bawled our eyes out. It was it was a really good movie, but I was just like it was like the one thing I didn't want to do, and I was like, oh god. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, here I, you are doing it. Yep. I mean, thankfully, I still have my dad, and uh, but I still was like, you know, I still it still kind of got me too. So a lot of know, their but, but Pixar 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 does that. You know what I mean? You know yeah. they know, you know even even the like not so great ones, they know how to like hit you. You know what I mean? Oh, they- we do you know what buttons to push. Kind of their thing, yeah. All right, boys. Well, and of, uh, I'm covering stuff. We have videos coming out as well. Yeah. Uh, and I'm probably going to go to... I'm probably in the minority here. I'm probably going to go to Morbius just out of curiosity. Um, out of morbid curiosity? I was just going to say morbid curiosity. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch. Yeah, well. I, I might. I'm probably gonna yeah, watch Sonic the Hedgehog too as well. That one's all you, dude. I will. I'll give you the. I'll set up the the recording for you if you wanted to go on that for twenty minutes. <laughs> I mean, I'll see it when it gets to home video or whatever. But I'm not paying theater money for that. Um, it's not coming to uh, Paramount Plus. I thought it was gonna be coming to Paramount Plus too. No. No, that's what, that's what, that's. What movie? The Sonic one. 
Oh, yeah. That theater's only, as far as I know. Oh, uh, all right. Well, I know the first one's on there, so. The first one probably made too much money for them to go, yeah, we're just going to we're gonna undercut the box office by putting it on a streamer at the same time. Yeah. Well, hey, it was well, the, in the second one. Yeah. Well, the first one uh, did something that a lot of movies couldn't do, and it actually listened to the fans, and the fans actually got to change the graphics or whatever, the way oh, that yeah. Sonic looks. Yep. Horrible design of Sonic initially, yeah. Yep. Yep, very so, rare. You know, Boris and I did the, the initial review of the on our YouTube channel of the uh, original movie, mm. the first one. Best Jim Carrey thing in a long time was that. <laughs> I'll give it that yeah, much. Yeah, he was mad. Yeah, he played it. Yep. All right, folks. Well, we'll reconvene in either later this month or early April for uh, Battle of the Five Armies. Um Yep. Yeah. All righty. Until then. Of course. Yeah. Thanks. All right.